I don't have a son-in-law. I have a brother-in-law, which is what I meant to say. So thank you for the clarification. Anyways, well, without further ado, we have a special uh, speaker today uh, to bring the word. As you know, um, I preach most Sundays, but um, so for there's two reasons why we have kind of a preaching team here. One is because uh, it's amazing for me to have one week to sort of plan ahead in the sermons and the sermon series and not be preparing a message. But the other thing is that I just really believe God's raising up people in our midst, in their gift mix. And so we've identified Amber, not only as just like an amazing person, she leads a life group, she leads a, a Holy Spirit class, but she's actually a really gifted communicator and God has, has and will continue uh, to use her. And so I'm excited to welcome her to the stage. Come on, let's give it up for Amber. Okay, am I on? Come on, awesome. Well, good morning, guys. All right, so this is part four of Overcomer. And just because I'm up here doesn't mean that I'm not going to make you stand up. We're going to stand up. Everybody stand up. And we're going to read the things, okay? And we're not going to forget the dramatic pause, okay? Ready? All right, three, two, one. I am who he says I am. I have everything he says I have. He has made a way for me to live in peace and right standing with God. I am not stuck. I am not helpless or powerless. I am a child of God. So today, no matter what I face, I choose to believe I am an overcomer. All right, awesome. You guys can be seated. Fourth time, we got it right. We did it in unison. Good job. So I don't know about you, but this series has really blessed me. And I'm continually impressed by Shane and his ability to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through him and deliver a message that is not only well-needed, but well-timed. And I have to be honest, when he asked me to do this message, I struggled. I struggled with this one because it was so good. All three parts of the series have been so good. And I'm like, how, how am I going to finish this? It's all so good. And so prayed about it. I did the work. I trust in the Lord. I'm yielded to him. And these are his words, not mine. So it's going to be good. Amen? Amen. Awesome. So the verse today is 1 John 5, 4 through 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to be up here and just to allow you to speak through me, Lord. I pray that you would just prepare our hearts for this message. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be in our midst and just reveal things to us and just allow this message to seep into our innermost being and allow us to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. So about two weeks ago, I get a call from my Aunt Kim. She's in Lubbock, Texas, and she's awesome. She is the mother of my three cousins and the wife of my Uncle Daniel. And she's great, and she's, they're strong believers in Christ. And, but I don't 
talk to her very often. We, we call for birthdays, holidays, all of that. And so when she called me, I was like, oh, okay, Kim's calling me. So I answer the phone and we, you know, do the small chat thing. And then she goes, Amber, I have a favor to ask you. I was like, okay. So in my mind, you know, Eric and I, we do video production, we do podcast management, we're kind of the techie ones of the family. So I'm like, okay, maybe she just needs like a technical favor. Or maybe she wants me to do something for a family member because she's not here in California anymore. And she says, I have a friend, I'm going to call her Sarah for the story. My friend Sarah has her mom and she lives in Escondido. I was like, Escondido, another person in Lubbock, Texas, that has a family member in Escondido, what, what are the odds? And she says, her mom is dying of cancer. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's so sad. I'm sorry to hear that. She goes, yeah. And Sarah and her family, they're, they're strong believers in Christ, and they've ministered to her mom, but she hasn't received that message. And she's here in Lubbock. So my favor is, do you think you could go visit her? Or maybe somebody in your church could go visit her and just minister to her and pour out to her. Maybe she'll listen to you or your church because you're not family. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Kim. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Get off the phone. And I mull over this for about 24 hours. I don't say anything to anybody because I'm like, this is kind of a weird like, my heart goes out to her. Don't, don't get me wrong. My heart goes out to this lady, and I'm praying for her, but it's just kind of uncomfortable. And so I call Shane, and I tell him the story, and I say, you know, who do you think I could send? Is this like a heart of compassion thing? Could I send someone from there to go visit her? Because I'm not, try I'm not about that. <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, you know what? Why don't you talk to Adam? Adam would go with you. And in my head, I'm like, no, I don't really, I don't want him to go with me. I'd rather just send somebody else to go do it. <laughs> and I'm like, good idea, Shane. I'll call Adam. So I call Adam. I tell him the story. And the first thing he says to me is, I am so glad you called me. I am so glad Shane thought of me for this. I'm so excited for this. And I was like excited. <laughs> That's like the last emotion that I'm feeling right now. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, great. You're excited. That's awesome. And he's like, yeah, we can go together. We'll do this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to go. <laughs> You're excited. You do it. <laughs> but he's just like, he starts talking about how his father used to take him to places where people are on their deathbeds. And he said it with such joy. And then he said that his father would take him to the streets and they would just preach to people on the streets and, and see people delivered. Even when he was young, he would see that. And he, was, he experienced that. And as he's telling me the story, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm a little excited. Okay, like, he's a good hype man. He's a really good hype man. And so I'm like, okay, we'll go. And the day comes and Crystal comes. And she's like, yeah, I wanted to come. And I was like, you, wa you wanted to come? Okay, great, awesome, great, more the merrier. So we go into this facility, and we're about to walk up, and Adam asks me, he goes, does she know we're coming? And I was like, nope. <laughs> I called the facility, I made sure that she does indeed live here, and I looked up the uh, visiting hours, but that's it. <laughs> Didn't know, she doesn't know we're coming. He's like, all right, awesome. 
So we check in. We go down the hallway. We have her room. And her door is open. And my expectation of this experience is that Adam's excited. I'm going to let him do it. I'm going to let him go first. He can go in there. You know, he can do the things. I'll watch. I'll listen. And maybe I'll learn something. And we get to the door. And he's like, go ahead. Go in. Ladies first. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> and this leads me to the title of my message, which is Get Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable. My whole experience up to this point was that, uncomfortable. It's not in my realm. It wasn't something I wanted to do. I didn't feel really called to it. I was like, Lord, I don't know. You got the wrong one. Like, no. And at any point, I could have said no. I could have said to Kim, you know what? I'll see what I can do. I'll talk to somebody, but no promises. I could have told Shane, nah, I'll talk to Adam, but I'll just let him go and do it. Could have told Adam, you know what? You're excited. You go, take, you know, Avery, take it, Rosalind, and, you know, they'll, they'll grow. You could do it. But as I read, he who overcomes the world, but he who believes in Jesus is the son of God, I'm an overcomer. And that when he pushes me to do something that I'm uncomfortable with and he says, go, that's going to be way better than my comfort zone. And I can expect the unexpected. I can expect that he's going to do something good. It may not be in that moment and may see it later, but it's going to be good and it's going to be so worth it. If you stay away from the uncomfortable, you miss out on experience firsthand God work. And you also stunt your intimacy with the Lord. If he keeps telling you to go do something, if he keeps prodding you and gently leading you to go do something and you keep saying, no, I'm not comfortable with that. No, I'm good. He's going to stop telling you to do things. You have to lean into it. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and you have to embrace it. Because that stretching point that place of being uncomfortable is your invitation to level up. It's your, it's your invitation to take your relationship with the one who created you to the next level, to be able to hear his voice better and to be able to serve the kingdom in a way you never could before. So how do we step into this identity of being an overcomer? How do we step into the uncomfortable? Well, one, seek God first. Jeremiah 29, 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And I've said it before where you need to put God first, but that's not enough. You need to seek the Lord. You need to have a hunger within your heart to know who he is, to know his voice, to know his character. You need that fire. And why do you need that fire? Because he has the fire for you. Because he is constantly wanting to be in communication with you. He wants you to pray all the time. He wants your time because he loves you. He wants you to be all in. 
because he went all in for you. He went all in for you. And I thought about how Jesus, when he preached, he always used parables. And I always thought, Jesus, why you got to be so like cryptic? Like, why can't you just say it the way it is and I'll take it and I'll, you know, I'll do the things. No, he used parables. And the Holy Spirit told me the reason why was so that today in 2024 of January, we could look at his parables and dig deep. We could ask the Holy Spirit, what did Jesus mean in this parable? What is he trying to tell me today? He didn't want to just spoon feed you. He wanted to give you something that you could dig deep and learn more. He wants to reveal the mysteries to you. He wants you to go deeper. That is why he did that. That is why he's a little cryptic. Even to this day, still a little cryptic. When I ask him a question, he's like, trust me. I'm like, could you just give me a little bit more information? Would it really kill you, Jesus, please? No. He wants you to continue to seek him. And sometimes it feels like, well, I'm searching for him. I'm seeking him. I'm in his word. I'm praying. I don't hear his voice. Keep searching. Keep seeking. Don't stop. It says in the scripture, if you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. So keep doing it, even when it's uncomfortable, even when you don't want to, even when you're lazy, do it. It's worth it. He will meet you where you're at. Keep searching. Don't lose that fire. Two, bring light to your darkness. John 8, 12. Then Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Light of life. You need to tell the Lord everything. You need to tell him the things that you think he already knows. Tell him the things, the thing that you think he doesn't know. And tell him the things that even you hide from yourself. You need to shine light on it. Give it to the Lord so that he can help you overcome it. It doesn't serve you anymore. Surrender it. Bring it to the light. This is important too because we're emotional human beings, right? We have emotions. We react to things. A lot of the times our emotions are not in alignment with reality. We're just reacting to our pieces of the puzzle. We don't have the whole story. We don't have everything. So our reactions are just reactions. So I encourage you to react to the Lord. Give him your emotions. Give him your reaction so that he can help you respond better. You don't need to react to other people. React to him. He can handle it. Let him help you overcome and respond the way that he would respond in that situation. Have you ever heard the expression, spill the tea? Like spilling the tea? You guys know what that means? Yeah? Okay. So if you don't know what that means, spilling the tea means gossip. You're going to spill the tea with your best friend, with your husband, whoever. So this is the one time I give you permission to spill the tea with the Lord. 
You can spill all that hot tea, but there's one thing. It has to be your tea. Don't spill someone else's tea to the Lord. It has to be yours, okay? Spill all the tea with him. And it doesn't matter how hot it is, he can take it, okay? Spill the tea with the Lord. Sometimes there's darkness in your life that you don't know about. Sometimes there's blind spots because, well, they're blind spots. You can't see them. And so you have to ask the Holy Spirit, reveal the things to me that I can't see. Reveal those dark spots in my life so that I can help you, have you transform them. For me, the Lord has brought up to me more than once unforgiveness. He said, you have unforgiveness for this person. And I'm like, what? Nah, not me. No, of course not. And he said, well, it's so small right now. It's a little seed of unforgiveness. It's a little seed of bitterness. Little, your heart's been hardened toward this person just a little bit. Maybe not a big deal now, but if you don't address it now, it's going to dr- grow into this stronghold in your life, a big one. Not only that, it's going to build a barrier between you and I, and you're not going to be able to hear from me anymore. So we need to address this now. You need to forgive that person and not just say it, truly forgive that person from your heart. Say, Lord, this person did this. This is how I feel. And this is how I would rather feel. I want to be soft. I want to love this person the way that you love this person. I want to love this person the way that you love me. Help me forgive this person so important. Maybe for you, it's not unforgiveness. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's something else. You don't know what it is because it's a blind spot, right? Ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, please reveal to me what it is I need to, to address. What do I need to shine light in? You have the keys to everything. You have the keys to all the rooms in my heart. Reveal to me what I need to work on. Three, believe in your true identity. Now, I know I've said this before, and Shane has said this multiple times, but it's so important, it's worth repeating. Because in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Whatever you truly believe in your core and your heart, that is what you operate from. And many times when it's false and it's your idea of who you are, that is not an overcomer. You're not coming from that place. So it's so important that you are convinced that you are who the Lord says you are, that you are loved that you are powerful and you have all the tools available to you. And I could tell you until I'm blue in the face how much the Lord tells you he loves you. But if it's okay, I'd like to slap you with some scripture because you need to hear from your father who you are, not from me, from your father. All right, Romans. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
Psalm, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul, and that my soul knows very well. Luke, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. This is who you are. You are so loved. Not only are you a child of God, not only do you have the inheritance of the kingdom, you are so loved. He has more positive thoughts than you than there are grains of sand on the seas, in the seas, on the beaches, in the world. He has more positive thoughts just about you than there are stars in the sky. I can only come up with like five about myself. Like, <laughs> if you really think about it, you can't, can't comprehend it. That is who you are. Stand in it. I want to invite Adam up. I know I've pumped you up. I'm going to have Adam kind of bring you down with his sweet keys. Thank you, Adam. So back to my story. We're in the hallway. Adam goes, okay, go ahead, go. I go into the room. And I see this lady. And she is in her bed. All alone. Small little room. I'm watching TV. And I had brought flowers because I felt awkward. And I was like, I, I can't come empty-handed. I need something. So I brought a little vase with three little roses. And we walk in. And I tell her, you know, you don't know me, but I kind of sort of know you through your daughter in Texas. Okay. And so we start talking. And she's, she's really sweet. And this conversation wasn't like super exciting. Again, I don't know her. We don't know her. We're just, you know, getting to know her. But five minutes into this conversation, she starts weeping. She starts weeping. Not because of what we were saying, but because we came. And through her tears, she says, Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and visiting me. She's all alone. She has no family here. Her daughter's in Texas. Her son's in, in Vegas. She's alone and she's dying. And my heart just sank. And the Lord said to me in that moment, if you had said no to this, you would have missed this. If you had said no to the uncomfortable, you wouldn't get to witness this. She's blessed because you're here. So I gave her the flowers. She put it, we put it next to her little Christmas tree that's still up. And we wrapped up our conversation and we said, you know what, we're going to be back. We're going to come visit you again. And I like to think that those three little roses represent the three new friends that she has in Escondido.
when we walked out of the room, Adam, the first thing he said was, and that is what it, that is exactly what Jesus would do. That is exactly what Jesus would have done. This is what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I thought about it. When Jesus walked on the earth, the one thing that he talked about most, that he preached about, he walked it, he did it, is this. John 13, 34 through 35. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Love. That is how you overcome. You don't just love the body, you love everybody. And you choose to love even though it's uncomfortable. Maybe you don't like that person, but you choose to love that person because the Lord loved you first. And you weren't very lovable either. That's how you overcome the world. And you know, Jesus came, lived his life, died on the cross, not only for us, not only so that we can be saved and be reunited with him in heaven, but he also did it so that he could walk out an example of how we are supposed to live. He did it perfectly as a model for us. So lean into it. Embrace the uncomfortable. That is where you grow. That is where you overcome. John 16, 33. This is Jesus speaking. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome Jesus overcame the world. And he did what he did so that we could overcome the world holding his hand. We're not alone. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the tools. You are powerful. You are loved. Go love others. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. Overcome those emotions. Overcome. Because that is who you are. That's who I am. Say it to yourself. When you don't believe it, keep saying it. I want to invite you to bow your heads. Everybody just take one big, deep breath. I just want to remind you, you are powerful. The Lord has more positive thoughts about you than you could ever have about yourself. He is constantly wanting your attention. He is constantly seeking you. He is constantly wanting to fellowship with you and have that intimate relationship with you. Maybe you're not convinced. Maybe you haven't made that decision to have the Lord come into your heart. Well, I want to tell you that Jesus, he would have come to the world 
gone what he had gone through, died on the cross, even if it was just for you. If it was for no one else, just for you, he would have done it. That is how much he loves you. So I want to invite you to say this prayer. If your heart is pounding a mile a minute, this is for you. This is your invitation. And I want us all to say it together because it's a great reminder of where you started and ignite that flame again. So repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you came to the earth for me, that you died on the cross for me, and that you rose on the third day for me. I believe that you are the savior I need. And I love you. I ask you to come into my heart today, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to transform me. To be more like Jesus and less like me. Jesus' name, amen. If that was the first time that you prayed that prayer, I want to invite you to come up and tell me. I want to give you a hug, and I want to celebrate with you because heaven is celebrating, and I want to get in on that. I also want to invite you up if you need prayer. We are called to be overcomers, but we don't have to overcome alone. So, counsel, I invite you to come up to pray with our body. Remember, you are an overcomer. You're an overcomer. So please go overcome the world. God bless. Thank you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> that was amazing. Hey, will you stand to your feet? So powerful. So powerful. My pastor used to always tell me, you're greater in the eyes of the Lord than you are in yourself. You're greater in his eyes than you are in your eyes. And that's what I heard today. You're greater in his eyes than you are in your eyes. How I many know oh, God's raising this amazing gal up and on it? Uh, I want to remind everybody really quickly. Um, I'm looking for a book, but I don't have one. Um, thank you. Uh, I want to remind you that these books are available for you. We got a ton of them. They're right outside on that table. Please grab one. If you can't pay today, pay next week, whatever. Uh, but, but grab one. And, uh, and that way you can be prepared for in a couple of weeks when we have Life Group, and they are $10 a piece, which is less than they cost, but we want them to be able to, each of you to have them. This will change your life. It's an incredible book. It's not the Bible, but there's a lot of scripture in here, and it will help you grow. The title is Hearing God's Voice Above All Others. It's incredible. You guys have an incredible day, and we'll see you next Sunday. God bless you.